everyone. Welcome to another edition of Healthcare's Missing Link, a podcast where we help you uncover those hidden things that are stealing your health. I'm Dr. Mark Sherwood, your host today. And today we're going to talk about two concepts, one you've heard of and one you haven't. The first one we're going to talk about is something called social distancing. I know that's many, uh, much in the conversation today. And we're also going to talk about a second concept that you probably haven't heard of. We can probably take a reasonable credit for right now. It's called social gravitation. So hence, we're going to talk about social distancing versus social gravitation. I'm going to share my screen with you right now. I've got a little PowerPoint that I want you to catch. This should be very, very interesting for us to kind of think about. Now, this idea of social distancing versus social uh, uh, gravitation is quite new. We all understand this idea of social distancing here in this current climate, which is pandemically driven. Now, whether you believe in the pandemic or not, whether you believe in the, um, the virus or not, or the severity thereof, I think you would probably agree with me that social distancing is something that's um, promoted to uh, alleviate the spread of this disease. However, is it good or is it bad? I'll leave that up to you because there are things, if you will, in which we should be social distancing. And on the contrary, on the flip side, there are things in which we should be socially gravitating. So you think about this for a moment. So go to the next slide here. What is social distancing? As stated, it's one of those things that would tell us it's staying six feet away from each other. It's not touching anybody. It's talking to people through a glass, probably talking to people through a mask. That is social distancing. It says, if you get too close, you indeed are a threat. So what is social gravitation? That would be the opposite. That would be things coming you would gravitate to, you would grab a hold of, you would hang on to. You really want to grab on to these things because that is important. So what are four things in which you must, yes, I use the word must, social distance? I want you to think about that for a minute. I'm going to give you four things that you need to socially distance from. And I'm going to give you four things you need to socially gravitate Two, and this is for our own health because we're taught that the social distancing is for you. It's for everybody else. You're supposed to protect other people from you and you're supposed to be protected from other people. But I want to give you some keys right now that will help you really understand the concept of protection for all. Therefore, if you socially distance from these four things and that I'm going to name and you socially gravitate to the four things that I will also name, I promise you with 100% certainty that you will be more healthy. Here we go. Number one, we need and we must socially distance from fear. When you are constantly inundated with the idea of media dripping fear upon you, the whole world is ending, this is the apocalyptic time that we've been dreaming. This is the end of the world. You're not going to see your kids grow up. That is perpetual fear. If you're hearing fear, listen to speaking fear and having conversations about persistent fear, I promise you it will interfere with your immune system in a negative way. So it will weaken it. So we must, number one, socially distance ourselves in all aspects from fear. 
We need to socially distance ourselves as well from hatred and division. As you see in the graphic, hatred is like acid. It will eat into your soul and kill you before you die. Division, my friends, is never going to be helpful, nor is hatred. If we live in perpetual hatred and division, we will always live in a state of upheaval and disruption. More or less, you might look at that as a state of dis-ease. Hatred and division, number two, is the second thing in which we must socially distance. Number three, we must, you knew this was coming, socially distance from the standard American diet lifestyle. S-A-D, standard American diet. So sad. It is sad indeed because when you look at these comorbidities, we haven't heard that term too much until recently, but comorbidities are those things that uh, people are dying with. They sort of con- they sort of collide with this COVID nineteen potentially and and make you die quicker. And it is said that ninety percent of all the people get this that have died from COVID nineteen, at least in the U.S., probably abroad, have had several comorbid conditions. What are those things you say? You say what are those comorbid conditions? They are these comorbid disease processes, such as type 2 diabetes, hypertension, high blood pressure, autoimmune, cancers, heart disease, um, etc. These comorbid uh, conditions that I just named off for you, they are mostly preventable by socially distancing all the time from the standard American lifestyle. Friends, this is a big deal. When we're talking about how to remediate or correct something that is so egregious in our in our lives, we're seeing the obesity crisis. This is not to shame anybody. Please don't take it like that. We're seeing the obesity crisis rise to astronomical exponential numbers. It is multiplying across our world. Obesity is the fastest growing non-communicable disease process in the world at present. And it began right here, get this, in the good old U.S. of A. We need to do better than that. We need, we must, we have to. It's critical to socially distance from all aspects, all times, 24-7, 365. Shield your friends, shield your family, protect your home, protect your children and grandchildren by socially distancing from the standard American diet and lifestyle. And by the way, the standard American diet lifestyle, I didn't mention the lifestyle part, that is high stress, no sleep, no exercise. Again, socially distanced from the standard American diet, from high stress, socially distancing from the sedentary lifestyle, and please, please, socially distance from a lack of quality sleep. Doing that is a mandate. Number four on the things we must socially distance from, is this anger. Anger is contagious. Yes, you heard me right. Anger is a contagion. It will spread like wildfire. If you're around someone that's angry, you probably will get angry until you leave. Anger changes the environment in which we are in. We need to understand that anger is a normal emotion, but when it's blowing up all the time and boiling over, it becomes a negative emotion. We are supposed to be slow to anger, quick to listen, slow to speak. I read that somewhere, but you can guess where. The point being, anger, perpetual anger is something in which we must socially distance. Do not, 
And I repeat, do not let the sun go down. Don't go to sleep if you're angry at somebody. Go to them right now and ask for forgiveness. If you have wronged them, if you have hurt them, ask for forgiveness. If they've hurt you, let them go. Do not be angry at them. Forgive them. Forgiveness, giving, granting, and seeking and receiving are the keys to relieving anger. So those are the four things in which we must socially distance ourselves. But what about the things in which we must socially gravitate? You know, Newton's law of gravity. The apple's going to come down. It's going to hit you on the head. Remember that old funny cartoon we had? That's how you discovered it. What goes up must come down. Gravity is a pulling feature. We understand gravity by simply throwing a rock up in the air and watching it come down. Or we could simply jump off of a diving board. We're not going to hang in midair. We're going to be pulled down to the Earth's surface. There is a gravity that pulls. Gravity is a feature or a power that is unmistakable. We must gravitate socially to the four following things. Number one is this, love. We must gravitate towards love. It's the opposite of hate. Love and hate cannot exist in the same breath. They cannot exist in the same space. They cannot exist in the same relationship. They cannot exist in the same space. I'm telling you, we must socially gravitate towards love. You see in the picture, and it's kind of fuzzy, and I wanted it that way, because what is love? Love is not a word, friends. Love is action. Love is putting action to work. Love has legs. Love has arms. Love has voices. Love is something that is a moving thing. It's an action. It's a verb, if you will. It's not just a noun. I want us to gravitate towards love. That's number one in which we must, again, critical, gravitate socially towards. Number two, we must gravitate socially towards unity. Unity says that we are all one nation. We're all one world. There's neither black, nor white, nor red, nor yellow. We are all one people. We can segregate that and we can divide that, but that's not God's way. God's way is unity. Remember what we talk about here, you know, whether you believe the Bible or not, whether you believe it's God's word or not, point being, God's ways, if you believe in him, are that he looks at everybody the same. He does not see color. He does not even see sex. He sees people individually. Mankind, get this, can see people differently. We need to begin to look at each other with different eyes, eyes of unity instead of eyes of division, eyes that don't see color but see the soul of mankind, eyes that see people as hurting, needing to be healed. Eyes that see people as potential unified beings to accomplish a common good. We must socially gravitate, number two, towards unity. And number three, we must socially gravitate. Again, you knew this was coming as well, towards real foods. If we gravitate towards real foods, and even we should say in this category, real exercise, real sleep, and real understanding of stress management, we would see our health recover. We would see all these comorbid conditions for the most part go away. All of these 90 percentile of things that sort of drove the deaths that people have died uh, with COVID-19 or that maybe exacerbated the death process. Can you imagine taking 90 percent of those away right now? Wouldn't that be great? We need to have a mindset to gravitate towards real food. If it's packaged in a box, in a, in a wrapper, 
that's not the way it grows in a tree. I want you to think about real food being, does it grow above the ground? And is it in the same package? Does it grow below the ground? Does it, does it walk around? These are real foods. Last ingredients. If something has more than three or four ingredients in it, it's not real food. You can see the picture there. There's there's meat there. There's fish there. There's there's tubers there. There's apples there. There's grapes. There's nuts. There's seeds. There's all kinds of green plants. There's some tomatoes there. These are real foods. We need to make a decision right now that we will gravitate towards real food. And the interesting thing about this, the way our body works, friends, is this. When we gravitate towards real food, our body will gravitate again, in a higher manner, meaning our appetite will increase more because our, our body needs the nutrients in real food to drive real uh, physiology, physiological pathways. And it's important to put real food in and avoid the sad diet as we talked about earlier. So if we'll gravitate number three towards real food, we'll find ourselves getting stronger, not just physically, but I promise you also emotionally, and spiritually as well. And finally, number four of those things we must, must socially gravitate is this, peace. Peace is a calm that I cannot explain. Sometimes myself and Dr. Michelle, when walking through this time, we struggle to find peace, but we also know that peace is what we must wrap our brain around. We must, even if we can't see it, we need to seek it. I hope you heard that right, friends. If we can't see peace, seek peace. Say it one more time. If you can't see peace, seek peace. Because if you can find peace in the midst of a chaotic world, that can help us. We need to gravitate towards peace. Gravitate towards people that speak peace, that speak life, that speak unity, that speak love, that teach you how to um, eat real foods. When we gravitate towards those things, we find ourselves broadcasting life, life more abundantly. I was sharing with someone earlier, if we're living in perpetual fear, anger, hatred, division, and living in the standard American diet lifestyle, we're not living life at all. We've already lost our battle. But if we'll begin to live in peace, unity, love, and we'll begin to eat real food again, we will find life again. That's the point of all this. We need to gravitate towards these things, socially gravitate. And the more we gravitate, get this, the power of that gravitational pull will increase. Remember this principle, the four things I told you from which to socially distance, the four things from which I told you to socially gravitate. If you'll socially distance yourself from those four things that I mentioned earlier, and you saw what they were, the, the anger, the hatred, the division, uh, the standard American diet, fear and all that, the more you socially distance from those, the more you'll be repulsed by those things. I, I hope you heard that. The more you socially distance, the better practice you get at that the more you'll be repulsed at those things. They'll make you sick, they'll make you ill, and you won't want anything to them. But the more you gravitate towards love, unity, peace, real food, the more you'll find that gravitational pull sucks you in there, and it'll be so much tighter, and it'll be so much more powerful. You'll find yourself unknowingly gravitating and being pulled at those things more and more often, more and more readily and abundant. It is important. Let me get back to my real screen here and stop this share. I hope you've got a lot out of this, friends, because it's a big deal. It's a big deal to socially distance from things. And on the same token, socially gravitate to things. Get this in your spirit. 
get it in your mind, get it in your soul, and practice these four things on each end of the spectrum on a daily basis. And I promise you, your life will get better. I hope you've enjoyed this short podcast. And as always, this is important because these are the things that will steal our health and the best health we're supposed to live. One thing I always ask you to do is please subscribe to this podcast so you can find out what's coming up next. And next time, I'll look forward to seeing you again next week on Healthcare's Missing Link. Have a good day or night, wherever you are. We'll see you next time.